when I had the idea to create this podcast, um, today's guest is the type of person that I was thinking about when I was looking to bring guests on. Uh, today's episode is just about their journey, finding ice hockey and the inclusive clubs that they're involved in. Uh, I'm really excited to bring this episode to you, our first guest for 2023. Um, I hope you enjoy it and let's get this show on the road. and welcome to the Pride and Puck podcast. I am your host, Andrew McDougall. This is episode number one. Uh, it's great to finally get a uh, guest episode off the ground. And I've got a big one today. I've got Matty Johansson, the president of the Harbour Lights Ice Hockey Club. Um, how are you, Matty? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me, Andrew. Uh, it's good to have you on, mate. Um, you're up in the Hunter region, is that correct? Yep, about two hours from Sydney. And it's going to be a nice warm one for you today. 39. <laughs> yeah, we just had a we just had a 40 degree day down here in, in Victoria. And it quickly changed though. It's it's freezing cold now, so it's typical Victorian weather. Yeah. What is it, four seasons in an hour? So Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, so Ed, you've always always been a sports person, mate. Yeah, so I played soccer when I was like uh, under six. Um, played that till I was about eight. Tried cricket, tried field hockey, could not get into field hockey. Um, then was playing rugby union at high school. Um, always done like random sports. So I swam quite a bit as well, gym, surf lifesaver. Um, and yeah, played rugby for quite a while. Uh, I ended up playing in Newcastle for one of the grade teams and then played um, in Brisbane and then ended up playing in London for a season when I was living over there and then played for the convicts in Sydney. So that's the inclusive team there. Um, and then I kind of injured myself. So after that, I moved on to ice hockey, um, something I could do without aggravating injuries. And it was just a, yeah, just a good, fast, inclusive sport, I found. Were you always a fan of ice hockey before that? Was it just something that you, you come across? Yeah. So when I went over to um, the US and Canada in 2012, um, I wanted to see a game, but I unfortunately went in September and none of the games started until October but it was always sort of an underlying interest that I thought the sport was pretty awesome um, and yeah I just had this underlying desire to either want to watch it or play it um, at that point I could not skate I think I skated once when I was living in Brisbane um, I was holding onto the walls the entire time um, that was like 2008 and then um, 2014, I thought, all right, I'm going to change some grey matter in my brain. I'm going to try and challenge myself to do this. So I gave myself a month to be able to move forward and stop. And within three weeks of doing hockey development at Canterbury, um, I was able to get across the rink 
and stop before hitting the wall. So I was pretty proud of myself. <laughs> From then, I worked my way up to do um, to do like an in-house league. So it was sort of like we all all the teams had different colors. At that point, I was doing it with my partner, and um, it was yeah, it was really cool, and really got me into it. Did you ever go and watch the the North Stars play in Newcastle? Would you believe I actually haven't watched the North Stars play? Oh, <laughs> I, like, like I haven't, I haven't made it a point to go down there to actually watch one of their competition games, but I've seen them play before one of my games. So, I guess you could say I have watched them, but I haven't really gone to watch them. Um, I did get a few tickets to the Canada versus USA when it came out. You. you the the tour that they have every yep. year, uh, yeah, usually comes to Sydney July. Um, yeah, saw saw plays like Gretzky, which was pretty cool. <laughs> Super long hair, looks really old now, but yeah. <laughs> so, is there any crossover between any skills that you've taken over from from rugby to ice hockey? Uh, yeah, actually, there is. So, in rugby, you need to be able to plant yourself into the ground. Um, either when you're going to tackle somebody or when you're changing direction. Um, so you need that strength within your legs and within your feet with your boots. And it's not that dissimilar from your edges on your skate when you change direction and you stop. So there are some skills and getting and staying low. Like I'm, I've got a upper hand because I'm actually quite short. Like I'm only 165 centimetres, um, 166. I can say 167, but um, so in rugby, it was quite good because I could get get low very quickly and tackle people. In hockey, it's it's actually quite transferable because you've got to be nice and low to the ice as well um, with your knees bent, and, you know, the right posture, which gives you more power rather than standing upright. So, yeah, there's, there are skills um, that I've learned. Plus, handling a stick and handling a rugby ball aren't that much dissimilar. Um, the, obviously, your um, shoulders and your hands are in different positions, but it's that, it's that motion and that strength that you need that's, that's pretty transferable. So you've, you've gone and you've... You've had this sort of, you know, trying ice hockey for a while. You've gone and you've done your, yeah, you, you sort of learn how to skate type of thing. You've got yourself off the, climbing off the side of the boards, hanging onto the side of the boards. How does it go yeah. from that to finding inclusive hockey club like the Harbour Lights? Well, yeah, so I, I joined some competitions when I was at Canterbury. Um, then back in 2016, so at this point I'd been playing hockey like in-house wise for about two years um, and then ISU opened, so I thought I'd check that out. Um, so ISU then had a beer league, which we used to have like garbage bins full of beer after the match or during the match. Um, and we'd, 
we'd sink those and play and it was it was a good social social experience uh it wasn't it wasn't very structured it was just kind of a loose friday night and then we'd usually kick on at the rink a little bit after that but it was good to meet people that way um i think i met stuart probably in those early days as well um i wanted to start personally wanted to start a team back in 2017 um when i was doing in-house i was also playing for the norwest emperors at that point in div four and then i signed a contract to build a house in the hunter valley so that took me away from sydney so i moved in early 2019 that's the exact same time that stuart and others were able to start off the Harbour Lights. So I missed that opportunity. Um, but yeah, I I was actually in Melbourne sort of July 2019 and met the Southern Lights team randomly at uh, Molly's on Smith Street. Um, I think I was wearing a hockey hat and somebody commented and I was like, wow, you guys have a team? That's awesome. And then I seriously thought about moving to Melbourne at that point. Um, little did I know a little bit after that, the Harbour Lights would start up as well. So when I heard that, um, some of the guys in the Melbourne team said, hey, these guys have just started an inclusive team. You should get in on that. So obviously living in the Hunter Valley, I can't really make games. Um on, on the reg. So what I what I do is when we travel in a state or if I'm in Sydney for work or any any other reason, I come along and try and contribute. Um, and from there, Stuart actually asked me to join the committee and I thought, yeah, sure, why not? Um, and at our last committee meeting in October, um, the president spot was made vacant by Haley, and I put my hand up and thought, give it a shot, see how it goes. And this is where I am now. So what does it mean to you to be the president of a club like this? Because obviously um, a lot of people that come from the LGBTIQ plus community, they don't, they don't feel comfortable just going to like a regular club. Um, you know, what they see and what they hear at those sort of clubs, they don't feel like it's... It's for them. What do you, what does it feel for you to be president of a club like this? Um, it, it's it's a big responsibility um, to try and make sure that the way you come across to everybody that's joined the club, that you don't single anybody out, um, you don't act like a media whore, <laughs> um, that you, you try and get everybody's perspective um, in the decision-making process and also um, include them and give them the opportunity to share their story as well. So I think that's a really important part. I learned from being in the convicts that you need the wider team to be included more so rather than just being numbers on a field or numbers on a rink. Um, you need to include everybody because everybody's story is different. Everybody's experiences are different and everybody is important as well. So no matter if they're just learning 
um, only been skating six months or playing hockey for six months or they've been playing it for 10 years. Um, everybody's contribution is is totally like valuable. So yeah, um, being the president, I think is, I, I'm, I'm so chuffed. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't, I can't put it into words. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can see it in your face too through the Zoom that, you know, it means a lot to you. Yeah, yeah. So, so what have you seen the Harbour Lights achieve over its short time as well, um, just in terms of, I suppose, <clears throat> registrations and, and, and tournaments and things like that? Yeah. Um, so what I've seen is, like, we're getting a lot more people who previously would, like, have an interest in hockey but not have the confidence to join a team or... I, I've had quite a few people over the years say, oh, I, I can't play. I just, I, I don't know how to skate or I don't have the confidence or I don't know what I'm doing. And my response to them is, that doesn't matter. Just get out there and have fun and enjoy and pick it up. It's actually quite easy, quite an easy sport. Um, you don't have a hell of a lot of rules like union. Union's quite, quite tricky. Um and there's a lot of different things you need to learn in union. Hockey's, um, yeah, I won't say it's easy. It's it's a very intensive sport. But if you're if you can get your brain working to work out where you need to be, where the puck's going to be, how you need to contribute to the team, um, get it, get your positioning right, then you'll have a lot of fun. You'll make a great contribution and. You'll finish. You'll finish the game at the end with a big smile on your face, and you'll just want more and more. Has it, has the club been able to help you as a person, or were you always someone that was pretty confident and sort of pretty out there to to get involved in in different clubs? Um. So I'm speaking from my perspective because I present in a way that's more. I'm going to say heteronormative. Um, I actually find it quite hard meeting people that are also gay because people don't think that I am and that makes it hard because I have to come out multiple times. I, just, I don't have to come out once. I have to come out in every single job I have, in every single sporting team, to every, pe every person I meet. So I try and think of a way to subtly drop, oh, my partner, I, I'm currently single, but my my ex-partner, for example, he, like I'll drop that connotation in it, into it and people go, oh, okay, I had no idea. Um, so being the president of the club, I think has been, has given me the ability to, openly communicate the fact that I'm the president of an in, of an inclusive hockey team. When they ask what's an inclusive, and I, I basically just say LGBTIQA um, plus, and they go, oh, wow, that's that's great. That's really awesome. So it's, it's, an, it's a positive way for me to, I'm going to say, come out multiple times, but communicate to different people 
that yes, I am, but that's not everything about me. But it's easier to be myself, I think, because I, I find it hard to be myself with certain people in certain crowds. So, yeah, I think this level of responsibility of being the president has brought me out of my show more, which I think that's what we're trying to do for a lot of other people as well. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, uh, I suppose it's, it's a reason I wanted to do this podcast too, to open up some doors for people to, either talk about themselves and talk about their journey to make it a bit easier for them as well. Um, so obviously that's having the lights there is sort of, it's almost like a, a pivot point in, in conversation for you. Um, you say that you're the president of, of an inclusive hockey club. Um, yep. And open the door for conversations about the club and yourself too with people. Yeah. 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 Um... In a job that I've just started with state government, I mentioned I've got a hockey tournament and from the president made it quite easy for me to communicate that. And they're like, that's fantastic. So it is something that, yeah, as you said, a pivot point, it's actually a good thing for me. And in the club as well, you spoke about the Southern Lights before. So you've been able to connect these two clubs along with the Australian LGBT ice hockey organization. And you've you come down recently for the for the Pride Cup tournament um with the Melbourne Ice Wolves in Victoria. Um what was that like for the club to to travel down? What's it like to travel down to a different state and and meet these, you know, obviously the Southern Lights are an inclusive hockey club, but you got the the Ice Wolves as well. What's it like to meet these clubs and um, what's that sort of mean for the club as well to connect with different people? Yeah. Um, firstly, it was a long trip down and back because <clears throat> we, we carpooled down. So I had to spend three and a half plus hours on a train to get to Sydney to then get picked up, to then drive another eight to nine hours just to get to Melbourne. Um. <laughs> then to play the following day, then to drive back the day after. So, that's, yeah, that's, it was... That's full-on commitment. <laughs> yeah, that's what... I could have flown, but flying with a hockey bag and a hockey stick is not easy. Um, yeah, so we we did the road trip. It was it was good. It was good to... It's good to get out of New South Wales. Um, it was good to see how other states, other teams, um, organize, organize their hockey matches. Um, how they're, I, I like the fact that at the rink at Reservoir, I can say it properly, <laughs> um, <laughs> that they were actually very much a part of the rink. Um, what we're finding in Sydney is it's a little bit hard to get some ice time. That's down to a couple of factors. Basically, New South Wales government likes to sell off public assets to build apartments. And the rinks are still a little bit... Um, he hesit hesitant to include inclusive clubs. Um so the, the Newcastle 
rink is great. They're fantastic. They're super supportive. But in Sydney, there's still this older school mentality where they don't like to include us. But coming back to Melbourne, um, it was great. The social aspect was brilliant. Um, getting to meet other players. I recently went down there in December this year, caught up with another hockey player, um, had a couple of beers, had a good chat. It's, yeah, the building those sort of friendships is, I think, really important. Um, even though everybody's in a state, um, it's only a short hour and a half flight. Um, if they're in our city or we're in their city, it's always good to catch up. The opportunity is there for them to come to training with us and for us to go to training with them down there. And I think that sort of level of camaraderie in the sport and the transferability of like players to engage with either team, I think is really important for ice hockey in Australia. And obviously it's it's probably good to for some people to to when they come down to Victoria or they go out to New South Wales, I'll meet people and they're like, oh, I'm not the only one who's gone through that or I'm not the only one who felt that you know, before they started ice hockey and things like that so they can relate to each other too and they can see themselves in other people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, it, I, I found it when I was playing that I didn't really know who was or wasn't. There's was a couple of people that I knew, but vast majority I wasn't sure who, who was similar to me. Um, when, when the Harbour Lights started, um, there was players that I previously played with in Sydney that had moved to Melbourne and they, they were in the Southern Lights or the Ice Wolves. And I'm like, oh, wow, I had no idea. So that, <laughs> that was actually really cool. Uh, like a really refreshing moment. I'm like, that's awesome. Um, there's other people that are of the same way as me that play hockey too. So it, it's really it's really good to know that you aren't the only one. Um, playing in Newcastle, I know there's quite a few, but they don't openly communicate it. And I think that's not necessarily for the lack of support from the Newcastle rink. I think it's more down to the nature of people in Newcastle. Um, they very much have relationships or things that are kept quite private and on the side. And what I'd like to do with the Harbour Lights is try and communicate to those players and other potential players that you can just be yourself. But it's 2023. No one really cares. Like, yeah. it's not a huge issue. No one's going to judge you for it. They may come up to you and say, hey, I am too. So it's it's something that I still think we need a bit of work to do to make people feel comfortable enough to be who they really are. Um, I know because it took me a while as well. But, um, yeah, I've gotten there in the end. I've got that pivot point. They don't necessarily have that. Do you think it's a, it's a, a changing of ice hockey culture as well? I think so, but the sport's so so fresh in Australia. It's gaining momentum. Um, I don't think there is 
that much of an entrenched culture. Most of the teams that play either in-house or div um, can be mixed. Um, there are men's and women's teams in different leagues. Um, but a lot of the time, it's pretty much mixed. Um, the, the females don't seem to have the same problems that the men have. So they need, they need all, the, all the support that they can get as well. Um, but I think it's, there isn't that culture that's already in hockey, like say rugby league or AFL, where it's a very, um, masculine dominating type sport. Um, and you have to be a certain way or look a certain way or act a certain way or say certain things. We, we don't kind of have those sort of role models in hockey that present that way. Um, most of the players that I've met over the years, be it North Stars, Bears or, or whatnot, they're all pretty, they're all pretty chill and they're all pretty normal. Um, as in like, they're not going to try and be, um, like they're not going to try and stand over you. They're not going to try and be a smart ass. Um, they're just going to treat you like a normal person. Um, and I think the cultures across the board is pretty good, but we need to do a little bit more on making the people that have these inner feelings of not being accepted as who they are to be more widely included and communicated to them to say, hey, it doesn't matter. It's you are who you are and we support you for that. And I suppose one of the ways to do that is we've touched on the Pride Cup tournament, which is those sort of tournaments get the clubs out there invisible to to community, people who are just maybe wandering through the rink. They'll see you know, Southern Lights or Harbour Lights and they might do a Google and f try and find out who those clubs are. Um, but for the Harbour Lights, you've got a big week coming up with the Pride on Ice, which is February 23rd and 24th, I think. Um, yep, that's correct. With, with Sydney World Pride. Um, how excited are the, are the, the club? How, how excited are the Harbour Lights for Pride on Ice coming up? Oh, I have to say those that have done the work have done a fantastic job. I'm so proud of everybody. Like, it's just been, I, I'm lost for words about how much we've achieved in such a relatively short period of time. We were only able to start promoting it um, back in November last year. That was a Sydney World Pride condition. And from then, we've just gone from strength to strength and achieved so much. Um, we have a fully organised competition over two days the Macquarie Ice Rink um, we've got jerseys, socks um, for the players we've got international players we've got players coming from all over the world mainly North America um, there's yeah there's interstate players I think there's a player from Perth coming Brisbane 
Um, there's some from Melbourne. Um, we would have liked to have had more from Melbourne, unfortunately, but you guys weren't able to come up. Um, and then, yeah, I'm just trying to think of the most out there place we've got somebody coming from. I think there was somebody coming from Europe as well. So, yeah, that'll that'll be amazing. And when I like introduce everybody on the day, um, I want to mention all the countries where everybody's come from and just say thank you so much for coming for coming out to Australia um, and coming to Sydney. This is this is going to be an epic an epic tournament. And yeah, I'm yeah, it's I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> So, so what goes into organising something like this, um, like behind the scenes for Harbour Lights to get? Because obviously, as you just mentioned, you've got people from all around the world. You know, they're coming into Sydney and you're trying to organise all these different people and getting people to the tournament and things like that. What goes into organising this sort of event? Yeah, so we, we've had a, quite a few committee meetings. So I've only been on two committee meetings since I started. Obviously, we had the Christmas New Year period, which didn't really help. Um, everything kind of just shuts down. Um, we essentially worked out what we need to do, what we need to communicate internationally, how we need to promote it, um, what items we need to get for the actual tournament. Agreements with a rink, um, which is Macquarie, which is fantastic. It's one of the best rinks in Sydney. Um, unfortunately, we don't have an O'Brien Ice House, so <laughs> it's it's a shopping center rink for us. Um, but it's it's a it's a really good rink, um, and it's quite big too. So, um, I'm in the back end. We kind of all sat down in early December and worked out. Okay, we're going to need this we're going to need that we're going to need to organize this and that um there is a heap of detail so i don't want to go into the detail um but everybody basically picked up a task and started to start to work through it and work through it efficiently and um really pragmatically it was really impressive to see um, the communication between everybody, the way in which we've documented it, um, getting other people's opinions to to make the decisions was was yeah really really well done, um, and yeah so if we had an extra two or three months we could have made it a lot bigger, but obviously time constraints, what we've got. I think is absolutely fantastic. We don't need something that's massive, but we do have people from all over the world. And I would have loved to have had maybe even a half team from somewhere in, say, Canada um, or a few more players from, from Europe. That would have been really, really cool. And also we've organised social events too. So what we're trying to concentrate on is fostering the love of hockey for everybody, either local or international. So we've actually got on a Thursday night um, a movie screen. So we're trying to break the ice. <laughs> Excuse the pun. 
um, to get people engaged. So basically they don't just show up for the tournament and then go home or wonder, oh, what do I do now? We've tried to establish, you know, activities and what the city has to offer and how everybody can be engaged with everyone. Um, what I'd like to do on the night is try and get everybody to say hello to everybody. Um, just walk around the rink, say, hey, I'm from here or I'm from there um, and introduce themselves just so just so it's, it's more of an inclusive event that everybody knows everybody. Yeah. And these people that are coming from overseas, are they, do you know if they're involved in inclusive hockey clubs themselves overseas or is it a mixture of just normal clubs and stuff like that? They are involved and that's the exciting part of it. So... Um, I'll, I'll have the opportunity to speak to these people. I've been emailing them, um, but actually to talk to them face-to-face, -face, I'm actually quite quite excited about. Um, they're probably going to love our accents, which I think is great. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it's it'll be really interesting to see how it's done, say, for Toronto, for example, or San Fran. Um those those are two very inclusive cities. I've been to both, and they're amazing cities. Sydney is quite a representative city um, in LGBTIQA plus attitudes, um, but I don't see it in everyday culture in Sydney. Um, whereas in San Fran. And in Toronto, it's it's more widely accepted. It's more um, ingrained in society. So seeing how those teams tackle that, um, I think, can give us some ideas as well. Yeah. So it's a, it's it's not only holding a tournament. Um, you know, uh, it's it's networking um, for hard oh, lot. It's it's yeah, going to be absolutely. I, I would love um, in a year or two um, to really build the team up so we feel quite confident to head over to maybe a handful of cities um, and then play some tournaments internationally. I think that would be fantastic. Um, I think that's something we could probably work towards um, with LGBT Hockey Australia and the Southern Lights and the Ice Wolves. And hopefully at some point um, there's a team in Brisbane. I'm, I'm hoping as well to potentially get a team in Newcastle. Newcastle has a really, really strong ice hockey um, culture. So it is actually prime for creating an inclusive team here. Like I know quite a few players that would jump on board has has the Australian LGBT ice hockey help help the lights with this tournament, Pride and Ice? So they've sort of been involved. They just sort of let you go ahead with it. Yeah, so it it's our responsibility to deliver it. Um, we they've helped, they've given us assistance, but ultimately we've we've driven it to 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 realization. So yeah, they they they've definitely helped, um, but it's something that we've taken very seriously and we're actually quite quite um, 
proud to show off our city as well, as you guys showed off Melbourne. Um, we're going to show off Sydney in New South Wales. That's a good segue into the last one is what's the proudest moment that you've had at Harbour Lights, either as player or president? Ooh. I think we had we had a pride game last year in June, which was actually the first time I played with with the lights. So I'd seen them play before. Oh no, actually, sorry, it was the Mardi Gras game that we had back in March last year. Um, it was the first time that I got on the ice with the team. Um, ice do, the ice isn't fantastic and it's a small rink, but it was really good to see everybody come together and really just play as a team and really enjoy what, what they were doing. Um, that was the first time I was able to able to play um, with them. So it sort of was a culmination of years of wanting to start an inclusive team and then finally playing on an inclusive team um, and then networking and meeting everybody else. It was, yeah... I was quite chuffed that day. Well, Matty, uh, thanks for coming on the podcast, mate. You're the number one number one episode, so you're, you're going to be at the top of the list now forever. Um, if Pride and Puck podcast and <laughs> becomes a massive ESPN podcast or something. But, um, yeah, thanks for coming on, mate, and um, good luck with Pride on Ice. Um, yeah, and I'd love to have you back um, back on again at some stage. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to come back as well. That'll be, that'll be brilliant. Um, Pride on Ice. If you want to come down and see some hockey, um, we've got players from East Coast Super League all the way down to people that have only played one or two games. So you'll get a you'll get a really good experience and exposure to what it's like to start your hockey journey and to finish up being at that elite level. So yeah, it it's going to be a brilliant tournament, and there's going to be Lots of fun to be had, lots of cool people to meet. Um, everybody's going to say hello to you, so don't be shy. Yeah, just come and enjoy. Um, I'd like to say thanks to all the Harbourites that have done this immense amount of work, to everybody that's travelled from interstate or another country, thank you for coming, um, to Macquarie for hosting us. That's awesome. Um, there's probably some more sponsors I should mention, but I didn't write them down, so I do apologise. <laughs> and, yeah, just to, on the day, be yourself, have fun, enjoy, play some good hockey, um, and meet some other people that are similar to you. So get, get down to the Macquarie Ice Rink and have a blast. Yep, 23rd, 24th. We start at 12 o'clock on the 23rd. Go through till 5.30 p.m. Um, on the 24th, we start at 3 p.m., go through till 8. The Friday evening is going to be essentially the playoffs. So, yeah, get down for that if you can. Um, register for spectator tickets online, uh, Harbour Lights Ice Hockey. Um, search Pride on Ice online on Facebook or wherever. Um, you'll be able to find us Um Andrew will probably post a link to it. So, yeah, follow that link. But get down there. 
Awesome, mate. Thanks for coming on and uh, good luck with Pride and Ice. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So that's episode one in the books. I just want to thank Maddie for coming on from Harbour Lights. Uh, it was a great chat. Hope you enjoyed listening to it. That's what you should expect from the podcast going forward. Just a nice, relaxed and chilled chilled vibe here, just talking about themselves and their hockey clubs. Um, just a reminder, we've got Pride and Ice coming up uh, Thursday, February 23rd and Friday, February 24th down at Macquarie Ice Rink in Sydney. So get involved, go down, say hello uh, to all the people at the Harbour Lights and everyone from around the world that's coming. If you want to follow the Harbour Lights, they're on Facebook and Instagram, uh, harbour underscore lights underscore hockey on Instagram. And as always, if you want to follow Pride and Puck Podcast on the socials, we're on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Pride Puck Pod. If you want to keep up to date with any future episodes and what's happening with the podcast and what we're doing on our socials. Uh, So I hope you enjoyed today's uh, episode and I'll speak to you next time.